You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Lindsay Davis is her name. Her job is to sit, sit down at that news desk and read whatever is on that teleprompter. That is her job. We should note that during our conversation, Kennedy made false claims about the COVID-19 vaccines. Data shows that the COVID-19 vaccines prevented millions of hospitalizations and deaths from the disease. He also made misleading claims about the relationship between vaccination and autism. Research shows that vaccines and the ingredients used for the vaccines do not cause autism, including multiple studies involving more than a million children and major medical associations like the American Academy of Pediatrics and the advocacy group Autism Speaks. We've used our editorial judgment in not including extended portions of that exchange in our interview. She doesn't know anything about the vaccines being linked to autism. She doesn't know anything about the COVID-19 vaccines. She doesn't know anything about all the deaths, all the strokes, all the heart attacks, all the cardiac arrest. She doesn't even know, I bet she doesn't even know what the VAERS reporting system is. She doesn't know any of this stuff. And she goes on TV and reads off that teleprompter as if she does. She's a liar. You are a liar, Lindsay Davis, and I'm sorry that you chose that because you might not actually be a liar as a person. You might actually be a good person, but you go on corporate news, ABC, and you lie to your audience when you tell them that the COVID-19 vaccine has no data that shows side effects, and when you tell them there's no link between vaccines and autisms, you just lied. So you have to understand, most of your local TV shows, show hosts, not all, there are exceptions, but I've been there, I've been in local TV, I've been in local radio, I know them. Most of them, their day goes like this. They wake up, they drive their fancy cars to the studios, they, they probably look at some, some news and some stuff, and then they sit in makeup for an hour or two hours, and then their producers bring them all of their talking points and what's gonna be put on that teleprompter for them to read. And then they read it, and then they go home, and they start the whole process over. I don't need to spend a bunch of time explaining what we do here at InfoWars because it's a lifestyle for us. No, there's no teleprompters in here. There's no corporate-backed producers or sponsors telling us what we can and can't say. No, it's truly a lifestyle. There's not too many people that you could call 30 minutes before a three-hour show and say, hey, I need you to host, that could actually come in and host that show. All of our hosts, all of our guests here could do that because it's a lifestyle. We live it, we breathe it, just like most of you in the audience. Not like Lindsay Davis on ABC News who gets paid to read off a teleprompter and lie to you. And yes, it's so perfect that the crew puts this video up. I mean, let's go ahead and go, go to some audio. We might as well as we go to break here because this is everything. This is your corporate press. They're all lying to you. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming than some media. Some media. Some media. Some media. Some media. You're not hearing an audio glitch. That's the Mockingbird Press. That's the mainstream media all parroting and reading the exact same corporate talking points and corporate teleprompters that they're told to read and they don't even know what the hell's going on. So, but you see, that's what I'm talking about. I didn't give that video to my crew. They live this. We're synced up. 
When I start talking about the fake, fake, fake corporate-controlled press, they immediately think, hey, let's pull up that compilation of all those local TV hosts saying the exact same thing on the exact same story. All right, folks, second hour of American Journal is on. And it's segments like that that go a pretty long way to explaining how we're in the situation that we're in. Playing on people's groupthink psychology to have the same message coming from a variety of different sources makes it seem true, doesn't it? And what we're left with is a population that doesn't just not know what's going on. They believe the polar opposite of reality. They believe the opposite of what is true, a total and complete inversion of what they should actually think. It's very annoying. We'll be back on the other side with Laura Loomer live from Panama. She meets it, she's made some pretty incredible discoveries. Stay with us. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story, a story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Baudis Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Listening to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. This is the second hour of American Journal. I went the whole first hour without reminding you to go to InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWarsStore.com is the only way that we're able to be here right now, and we won't be here. If you don't, go to InfoWarsStore.com. We make it very, very, very easy for you to support us. Simply go and buy a product, Bodies, the incredible turmeric supplement. Go check out what that can do for you from inflammation to uh, the, your, your immune system. It is true whole body support with Bodies, the incredibly powerful turmeric supplement, InfoWarsStore.com. TurboForce, 40% off. Nitric Boost, also 40% off. And 40% off Winter Sun Plus as well, our powerful D3, vitamin D3 product. And look, folks. Even if you don't buy supplements, even if you don't think you need that, first of all, what are you talking about? Of course you do. Your food is poisoned and or grown in denuded soil. That means you're not getting the nutrition that you simply need to survive. So you've got to be supplementing somehow. But even if I can't convince you of that, you can at least go buy toothpaste or toothbrushes or just things you are going to buy anyway. Please just buy them at InfoWarsStore.com. Why give your money to these globalist corporations that are going to use the profits you provide them to destroy and gut your entire country. Why not just buy basic necessities at InfoWarsStore.com and know that your money is going to this singular outlet for patriotism, justice, the rule of law, and the American way. InfoWarsStore.com is the only way that we stay on air, and we thank you so much for your contribution to the war effort. Speaking of a contributor to the war effort with an outsized influence, it's Laura Loomer. She's a well-known independent 
investigative journalist who you can find at loomer.com and on Substack at lauralumer.substack.com. She's on X as well at Laura Loomer and on YouTube at Laura Loomerd. And Laura, I understand you are now in the jungles of Panama and you've made some very interesting yeah. discoveries. We have the InfoWars story here, but uh, please tell us, what are, what are you finding there in Panama? Yeah, so uh, thanks so much for having me, Harrison. And that's correct. Uh, I have uh, been in Panama for a couple days now, uh, specifically in the Darien Gap. You know, invasion, right? We're looking at the invasion of our country and uh, places around the world where it's really exciting and places where, uh, you know, it's, it's really pivotal to telling the story about, you know, invasion in our country. And uh, the Darien Gap is one of those places. And so I uh, was invited the incredible Michael Yon, who's done uh, amazing work. He's been on InfoWars many times, of course. Uh, all of the uh, all of the work and discoveries he's encountered and, and found here uh, in Syrian Cup as it relates to, you know, various NGOs and, uh, you know, facilitate this invasion. And um, Michael has... Um, uh, has, has been great to be, uh, it's been great to be working with Michael here on the ground in Darien. And I was able to actually go inside the San Vicente migrant camp, which uh, recently received a lot of uh, publicity, uh, you know, through Brett Weinstein's interview with Tucker Carlson. And what I found inside uh, this is, uh, you know, a group of Somalis, people from all over there. Uh, but of a group of Somali women wearing uh, Islamic garb, and walked over towards who were sitting there. And long story short, I started talking to them, asking them where they're from, and they said Somalia. And one of the uh, one of the guys who's 24 years old, spoke English, told me that he paid $15,000 uh, to come here, and that he's planning on coming to the United States of America. He wants to go to Minneapolis, and then he said that it doesn't matter if he's committing a crime or if it's wrong uh, for him to come into the country illegally because. Should feel bad, right? Because he thinks he's a refugee. And then uh, he also told me that he wants to be just like Ilhan Omar. He likes Ilhan Omar. He likes uh, Joe Biden. He said that he wants Joe Biden to become the next president uh, because Joe Biden is good for uh, for the illegal aliens. And when I said, "Oh, you think better for illegal aliens than Trump?" He goes, "Oh, you can't say illegal alien. We're refugees." So you know, we have stressed leftists in America that. We want to police our language as it relates to talking about uh, immigration and the invasion of our nation. And it appears that, you know, a lot of these uh, so-called migrants are people in their country of origin or perhaps the NGOs that are that are facilitating their journey. Right. So they're, they're literally being trained to say, oh, if so, you know, if somebody calls you a legal immigrant, you remind them, actually, I'm an asylum seeker. You have to, to stick to that story pretty hard. And, you know, this article... So the article's at Infowars.com. Watch Somali illegals declare support for Biden Representative Ilhan Omar at Panama migrant staging camp. And you can see the video that we're showing clips of of Laura Loomer in the Darien Gap talking to these uh, Somali immigrants, not refugees, not asylum seekers. And it sort of throws you for a loop because first they're like, oh, you know, it seems like they're actually talking about the American dream. They're saying, I, I want to, you know, Ilhan Omar, she was a refugee, but she went there. And now she's a congresswoman. I also want to go and make something of myself. And you think like, OK, well, that that doesn't sound too bad. You want to you know that America is a land of opportunity. I mean, this is the classic immigrant story. But then as you continue the conversation, you realize, oh, you only want that to serve your people, your community. It, this isn't, oh, I want to go be a part of the American experiment and contribute to this great country. 
country that opened for me. It's, oh, I want to go there to get power for Somalia and Somalians and for us. And Joe Biden's good because he's helping us. And it's all this selfishness yeah. uh, that that. You know, again, at first it's like, oh, well, that sounds nice. He's coming to America, the land of opportunity. I, I kind of like it. And it's like, oh, no, you just see a vulnerability that you want to ex, uh, well, exploit. And it's also it's also concerning, right, because, look, we're told uh, by by the media, oh, you know, it's a conservative uh, conspiracy theory that, you know, Muslims are coming across our border and people from terror-type countries are trying to come in so that's our government, right? They, they like to say that you're an Islamist if you say that. But you have these Muslim migrants, and they're not the only ones. I encountered people from Iran. I encountered people uh, from uh, Morocco yesterday. I've encountered uh, I've encountered uh, people from Afghanistan. There's a lot of Afghanis here. And you don't know if they're telling the truth about their story or if they're being coached. And, of course, when uh, you think of someone being a Muslim and coming from a terrified country, you're going to be on high alert. So are uh, jihadists or people that have jihadist tendencies being coached on uh, on things to say like, oh, I'm actually a Christian. I'm not a Muslim. Oh, I'm trying to escape the Taliban. Mm. Uh, there's no way to really vet these people. And that's what the biggest problem is. And uh, clearly they have a desire to change our system of government and our way of life because, well, they're missing it, right? And also, paying these people $15,000 because last time I checked, the average American doesn't even have $15,000 in their savings account right now. That's that's a lot of money. Let alone, where, where does Somali... Uh, you know, Somali migrants get fifteen thousand dollars in a country where the where the standard of living is you know below below poverty. Right, exactly. I mean, yeah, fifteen thousand dollars—that's no uh, small chunk of change. I think basically, if you paid fifteen thousand dollars to get wherever you're going, you are almost by definition not an asylum seeker or refugee. You're a, a you're a tourist or a criminal. And you actually asked them during uh, the video. Go ahead. I asked him about Sharia too. He said, "Oh, so uh, what do you think about Sharia? Because in Somalia, they have Sharia." What was their answer? Countries with the uh, worst human rights violations in the world, and I believe Somalia is also listed as the number one most corrupt country in the world. And Sharia, he was really shocked. You should have seen the look on his face when I asked him, because um, I caught him. Right? Sharia. Tell you what, we're sorry. I don't know how to answer the question, Laura. I goes, Laura, oh, I don't know well, if you can hear me. You're kind of you're kind of dipping uh, in and out here. We're we're missing chunks of your story. I'm not sure if we can reconnect and maybe get a, or if it's just for, from the fact that you're uh, in a Panama <laughs> Panamanian jungle. Uh, yeah, you're sort of you're sort of just fading in and out, and I I don't want to miss uh, what you're saying, but we may just have to go to the the video of you in in Panama here because we're getting we're only getting about half of uh, of what you're saying. Uh, but I do, I do want to tell people to go to Infowars.com to find this article. And one, one interesting thing is you say uh, you came because Joe Biden said our borders were open and the migrant was like, yes, Joe Biden invited me here. Can you, what, what was that interchange like? Yeah, we may have lost. Or this is the problem. And, uh, several, there's been several who I've encountered through my time here. Uh, talk to a lot of Hispanic uh, invaders as well and ask them uh, what they think about Joe Biden and what they think about Trump. And it's always negative for Trump. And, oh, we love Joe Biden. I, I actually have a video that I'll be posting later today of a bunch of Venezuelans swimming in the contaminated water, uh, screaming, oh, well, we love we love you, Joe Biden, and talking about how they're going to come to America illegally. 
It's just completely insane. How organized is it from what you're seeing? It, are these groups just sort of randomly oh. showing up and, and sort of following along yeah. the person in front of them, or are they being instructed? I mean, we know they're being instructed, but how obvious is it? It is well-oiled machine. And uh, I recorded a lot of videos yesterday. I'll be releasing these videos. So, And I'm not the only person to have documented this, right? But look, you go to these migrant camps, and you have what are called piraguas, these little water boats that are picking up uh, migrants. There's about 100 of these boats that go out every single day uh, to the, the end of the jungle, the Daring Gap, where after these, uh, after these people complete the journey, they get picked up on the boat. That's about an hour or so uh, each way, and they get dropped off at um, a place called Bajo Chiquito Migrant Camp, and that's where they're processed by the United Nations Refugee Agency and the Panamanian Border Patrol and the Senate Front. And then from there, right, uh, they can be transported to other migrant camps uh, in the Darien, uh, like Lajas Blancas or San Vicente, which has now, uh, you know, become known as a Chinese camp, right? And uh, from there, then, if they get $70, the cost of uh, a bus ticket, they will be taken by a bus driver to Costa Rica on a 15-hour bus ride. And then from there, they can pay another $30 to get to Nicaragua, and then they go to Honduras, and then they go to uh, Mexico, and of course they then go to you know the, the Texas border. So that's how they do it. And so you see about a hundred. I, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say how many buses are going in and out, but it's very organized because right at the, the the migrants coming in on boats, right? You have another batch that are being dropped off in the buses, and then they're on their way to Costa Rica, and you just see them all day long. Yesterday, just to give you an idea of how many people are coming in, um, it's about 3,000. Yesterday, according to Centerfront, they said uh, about 3,000 people a day are coming in right now. So if you do the math, that's over uh, 1 million people per year coming in through one migrant camp. That's one single point of entry. And they're, most of them are headed towards the United States. That's their goal. That's completely insane. Have you, as a independent journalist, encountered any problems? Anybody? I mean, it almost seems at this point that they don't even care if people know. Like, I would think that when they're doing this and they're funneling thousands of people from all over the world, they would be concerned about, you know, news of that getting getting around because it's so obviously an attack no. on America. But they don't seem to care that you're there filming. They're they're fine with it, aren't they? They don't. They don't seem to care. The only a problem, and I don't even know that I would really call it a problem, more of a nuisance that I've run into since I've been here. And I guess we're, for the first time, going to be breaking this uh, live on InfoWars because uh, I have not published this anywhere. Um, it appears as though uh, the New York Times uh, decided to follow me without the, my knowledge to Panama. And so, really weird story. Um, I was uh, in the middle of the migrant camp the other day. And mind you, this is, you know, hours and hours away from the airport. You know, it's not like you can just get access to these, to these camps. And all of a sudden some guy approaches me and goes, Oh, hi, Laura. And I'm like, Oh, who are you? And he goes, Oh, I'm uh, Ken Bessinger with the, uh, with the New York times. And I was like, what are you doing here? And he goes, Oh, I came here for you. And so I guess the New York times followed me here and they, they are interested in doing some kind of story. And it's been very weird because they've been following our group around and, um, you know, they actually like showed up to our hotel this morning and then we, we ultimately just decided that we were going to confront them with cameras and ask them what they're doing. And, you know, you know, the New York Times, Harrison, you can't really trust these people. And I, I just find it to be really strange that uh, they actually sent somebody uh, from the United States, from the New York Times to, go, you know, follow me to a migrant camp and then literally follow, follow me. They're not even staying at the hotel that I'm staying at. 
and trying to ask questions of me, trying to ask questions of Michael Yon. Um, you know, it's a, li- it's a little bizarre in my opinion, but uh, uh, that's yeah. probably the... No, yeah, that's, yeah, that's more than a little bizarre. That is incredibly troubling. So the New York <laughs> Times, as far as you know, they sent reporters to Panama, to the Darien they Gap. They've never sent them yeah, to investigate... They've never sent them to investigate no, they, the migrants, they, but they sent them to investigate you. Well, they, they had, they've had a photographer here, to be fair, uh, who their photographer lives in Colombia. Um, and but this is the first time that the reporter that they and then we did some you know research into who this reporter is, and he works for the New York Times and specializes in targeting right wing financial networks. So first it was like, oh, I'm just interested in what you're doing here, and then of course after he followed me to the hotel again this morning. Uh, while we're having breakfast, getting ready to leave, then it turns. Then we like ambushed him with the cameras, and then the conversation turned to, "Oh, so what's your relationship like with President Trump?" And oh, um, you know, how did you get to fly on President Trump's plane with him? And oh, for your owners, how do you afford to do the kind of work that you're doing? And and then like they started asking me questions about like people I've dated in the past. Like it was just really strange that they would send somebody to follow me into a migrant camp. Um, and then follow me to the hotel and then ask me all these questions about my life. And it's like, why did you come to Panama to essentially follow me and, and interrupt a private trip? But I I answer questions. It's just a little strange because the reporter lives in Los Angeles. He doesn't even live in Panama and they flew him out here just for me. And we have him on video saying they flew out here because they wanted to do this story. It's like, you couldn't have called me in the United States and I have no idea how they found me, uh, how they how they found me it's a little bizarre to me that i didn't tell anybody where i was going or which hotel i was staying at. i didn't tell anybody which camp i was going to be at and then somehow he was able to find me and showing up to our hotel okay yeah that is extremely creepy so we know what that means is that there's going to be some big hit piece and if it's new york times spearheading it they're not gonna be the only ones who will contribute to this we can probably imagine in like a week or two there will be some big hit piece about how dangerous it is for right-wingers to be going down to darien gap because obviously laura you're you're a, a terrorist who's just trying to harm these poor innocent children that are crossing the border i mean if you look at the new york times coverage of the darien gap in the past it is incredibly sympathetic. I mean, everything they say about it is they're, they're mad that people are exploiting the migrants because it's so expensive to come to America. Uh, they talk about, you know, a girl whose mother died there. And it's, a, you know, this very sympathetic, tear-jerking article about this, this poor little girl in the migrant uh, camp as if she's the representative when in reality, you know, we know it's mostly men and from all over the world. So what that means to me is that the New York Times, probably along with a couple other major outlets, mainstream outlets, are gearing up to launch a, a media uh, attack yeah. against people going down to the Darien Gap and exposing what's happening. Well, Perry, I want to... I wanna... Hold on, we lost you there, Laura. You, you dropped out. I'm not sure if you can hear me, uh, but whenever you get oh, back... Okay. All right, sure. all right I, 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 I hear you can now. Hear. Go ahead. This is Michael. Back to with Laura. Michael Yon. I mean, that's pretty epic. <laughs> Sorry. I, Could you ask attention? No, you're, you're sort of dropping in and out. I can hear you for a second, and then uh, and then you go away. I heard something was epic. I, you're better now. Something was now? epic, I heard. I hear you now, yep. So this is Michael Yon. I'm in the backseat with Laura. We're out in the jungle. And 
what's epic is that uh, some people have stalkers, but Laura Loomer has the New York Times stalking her all the way from California to Darien Gap. That's pretty uncommon. That is wild. That that really is wild. So again, what do you think they're? What do you think the story's going to say, Laura? I mean. This this is sort of an well, opportunity to to head them off at the pass. This is an information war, and they're, it seems like they're they're planning yeah. a uh, to open a new front here. I don't know. I mean, like obviously, I know from this guy's background that it's going to be some kind of story focused on trying to find out like how I make a living or who's financing me. I'm like, dude, I literally have a public give send go that people can support right now pinned at the top of my ex account to support the costs associated with my trip. I'm not a multimillionaire. And I said, you should know that I don't work for Trump. Why are you asking me all these personal questions? I said, unlike Maggie Haberman and people who have worked for Trump in the past who have been disloyal and they leak, I don't leak. I'm not going to tell you, like, the private contents of my conversations with President Trump. It's totally inappropriate. And they just kept on pushing. And it's like, I'm a loyal person. I don't work for President Trump. But just the idea that they think that even if I, even if I wasn't like that, I would— be leaking my conversations and very intrusive, like personal conversations about, about like how I, how I make a living. Um, also too, like, I don't understand why they would come to pick them up and ask me about, Oh, are you dating this person? Or, uh, you know, going back and trying to like talk about people, uh, who like volunteered on my congressional campaign. It's very weird. Uh, but Michael, Michael's here and he thought it was very weird too. The fact that and I'm not exaggerating this at all. We were literally in a migrant camp, and the New York Times just pops out of nowhere. And they were like, oh, we're here for you. And we were like, oh, are they trying to do a hit piece on Michael? And then finally today, when they, when they followed us again to our hotel and were trying to, like, sit with us at our breakfast table, we just decided to ambush them with a million cameras and say, what are you doing here? Well, you know, what this means is they're responding to InfoWars as well as other outlets leading the charge on this and actually going down and exposing what's happening in the Darien Gap. They'll report it occasionally. They'll mention that the Darien Gap exists, and they'll paint a sympathetic picture of the people passing through. So they'll mention it. What they really don't like is people like yourself and Michael Yan going there, calling in live into InfoWars, exposing this. I know, I mean, Michael Yan's been a regular fixture yeah. on Alex's show giving updates to this. So it seems like, you know, the people at the New York Times and, and other big media outlets uh, are sitting there going, okay, these guys are, are getting this story out and they're getting firsthand footage. We have to do yeah. something to combat that and to counter that. So, I mean, well, I see this as, also, as a victory. I think that, yeah, I think they're going to try to do some kind of a hit piece about, oh, meet the white supremacists, like pro-Trump conservatives that are, you know, sowing discord in the Darien Gap with migrants. And, um, and they'll probably get some migrants to tell some fake story and make up a lie about how we attack them. I, I noticed, like, one of the questions that the guy asked me as I was about to leave today was, oh, like, uh, you know, how do you know this person that has made white supremacist comments online? Like, uh, it's just like, are you serious? Like, it, it, it's just, they cannot help themselves. It's just very bizarre that they're so desperate that they are literally sending somebody to, I would say, stalk me in Panama, okay, another country, follow me to my hotel and do a story when they could have easily just called me. And he goes, oh, well, I was going to follow you to South Carolina because I thought you were going to be in South Carolina reporting on, uh, on, the, on the Trump primary. But then I saw you were not going to go to South Carolina, so I decided to come to Panama. And I'm like, you decided to not even, like, call me or anything? Like, how did you find out where I was staying? How did you find out where I was going to be? I didn't tell anybody. That is so bizarre. Yeah, tell them you're going to Antarctica next. Send them, send them somewhere far away. I mean, you, you say it's bizarre. 
but it's not bizarre. Isilor, it's it's actually exactly what you would expect them to do. We are exposing the Darien Gap. We are exposing what's happening in the uh, you know south of the border. They're in favor of what's happening and don't want it exposed. So of course they're going to follow you. Of course they're going to try to uh, intimidate you or threaten you, well, you know, in, in a quiet way. I don't see this as yeah, bizarre, Laura. I see this also, as perfectly predictable. Actually, it's the right thing for them to do for another, with their mindset. I want to give you another. I want to give you another breaking scoop here while we're live on air too. I honestly just think that with all the layoffs in the media, these people are just very jealous of independent journalists who are successful. And while we were able to get access and the, the Center Front Border Patrol respected us enough to give us uh, a private uh, private access and escort into uh, the camp, I can 100% confirm that yesterday uh, that when the New York Times tried to enter the migrant camp, they were denied as a security risk by Center Front. Whoa, and so, that's very um, interesting. That really says a lot. Like, they were it denied does. entry by, uh, by Laura, Center Laura, Front. Laura, we got, we got to go to commercial break, but stay safe and keep up the great work, folks. You can follow Laura on InfoWarsLumerd.com, Laura Loomer on X, Laura Loomerd on YouTube, and LauraLoomer.substack.com. Keep up the great work, Laura. Can't wait to hear more. We'll be right back, folks. I've been on air 29 plus years and I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that I'm about to say here on air right now is the most important thing I've ever broken down. And I go through life seeing the average people out there, even our better people that are somewhat awake, not realizing that what we're covering, what we're getting into isn't some side issue, isn't the central issue, it's everything. The future of our species together. And I've studied the globalists and how they operate for more than 35 years. And I read their documents that they'd written in the 50s. And as I've said many times, they got their plan done by the 70s. And then I saw their plan in the 70s for the 90s, and they got that done. Then I saw their plan in the 90s for the 2000s. Here we are. And now we have front row seats to global government force depopulation and a collapse civilization and privately I know basically all the top people that are resisting it and they're getting closer and closer to coming completely out with the truth but that's a day late and a dollar short they gotta go public now with all this because there's not a lot of time left greetings my stupid American friends we interrupt this program with Obama, I mean Biden's internet kill switch, to let you all know you are seeing illegal information. Ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah. We are surveilling and censoring and working with our good friends in Big Tech to make sure that none of you are able to stop the final phases of collapsing the Western world, namely America. We take your children, your borders, your freedom. We resume our information operation against you pathetic Americans has gone quite well. That's right. We outlaw TikTok in our country, but we use it to demoralize you here. In China, we teach families and strength and hard work. But what we do to you, well, you know what we've done to you. Because this is proof of how 
China is making all of us dumber with TikTok. I mean, just take a look at these videos and you'll see a suspicious difference between the TikTok we know versus China's version of TikTok, Douyin. Because while our version of TikTok is being fed with just more of this and this, well, the people of China only get served more of this. Teachers in classrooms, science experiments for kids, showcasing architecture and technology, even sports. You can easily say that this is just because of cultural differences, but let me remind you, TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, is Chinese. But isn't it true that you let us do it? Only watch CNN and do what Biden, Joe Biden, tells you to do. But whatever you do, do not go to InfoWarsStore.com and get new book, The Great Awakening. Awakening is not good. Stay asleep and die. <laughs> and whatever you do, do not get a fundraiser signed copy. That might keep them on the air. It will demoralize people greatly. Once we have shut down Alex Jones, do not awaken. Do not read Alex Jones' book, The Great Awakening. Do not get it, InfoWarsStore.com. a record of the hearts and minds of the American people. It's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, folks. Incredible stuff from Laura Loomer, live from the Darien Gap, breaking the story of a New York Times stalker following her all the way to Panama. Folks, I don't know if I, maybe I shouldn't call it a, it's not a victory. It's, it's nice to have them on the defense and they know that they can't cover up what's happening. See, this is the, this is the importance of things like Infowars and alternative media. When the media is consolidated in just a few companies that are highly controlled and, and restricted to what they're able to talk about, then the best way to get away with stuff is to just not talk about it. If it was only the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal and, you know, CNN, who people got their news from, if that was the only option, then they would just ignore the Darien Gap and no one would ever know about it or hear about it or have any awareness that this was going on. That's the best option when you have a monopoly on information is silence. But once we come into the equation, once we start telling the truth about these things, once we start doing independent on-the-ground reporting of what's going on, circumventing the mainstream censorship apparatus, silence is no longer the best option. Now they have to go on the offensive, or they have to make defensive maneuvers to cover what's happening in a way that contradicts or counteracts our coverage. So again, if it was just them, they would just ignore it, they would be silent about it, we'd never hear about it, nobody would ever know. Because InfoWars has been pounding this story out, because Michael Yawn has been such a reg regular fixture on the Alex Jones show, because more people are seeing him and, and seeing other examples, Muckraker and others, again, friends of the show, going there and doing it. And then other people are picking up their cameras and going and doing it. More independent journalists are going and doing it. Silence is no longer a viable strategy for 
allowing this to continue. Now, if they want that to continue, they have to attack us. They have to claim that what we're doing is some sort of, you know, fundraising effort because we don't actually care about the border. We just uh, hate Panama. So we're going to whatever. I don't know what exact strategy they're going to pursue in this, but this is the reality of having a robust alternative media is that they can no longer wield silence as a weapon to manipulate the masses. They have to address us. They have to address the issue somehow, and they'll do it dishonestly, and they'll convince a lot of people with their coverage. Make no mistake of that. But it's evidence that what we're doing is effective. And I'll just say on a personal note, I know I mentioned this just about every time we talked to Laura Loomer, but it was such a revelatory thing to me. It was such a revelation to me going and covering Laura Loomer's protest at Twitter in New York City and seeing the behind the scenes. Because I know Laura Loomer, I mean, she's one of these people that people have very strong feelings about in one way or the other. And some people think, well, you know, why, is she, how is she always, you know, trending? Why, why does she get so much attention? She must be controlled or something. I'm telling you from personal experience, seeing it with my own eyes, uh, Laura's just a powerhouse. She just does what she wants to do. And she forces people to pay attention. She does things and finds things out and brings receipts and holds protest with a team of, you know, two other people that are just like college dudes that are helping her out for an afternoon. I mean, there, there's no massive infrastructure behind Laura. It's literally just her going out and doing things. And practically every time we talk to her, she breaks some massive story. I think that's a, I think that's a pretty big pretty big deal the revelation that the new york times is stalking independent reporters across country lines all the way to panama not covering the darien gap but instead badgering laura loomer about her dating past i mean this shows desperation that is a should be a mark of honor that they feel so threatened by what laura is up to so Again, just incredible stuff. Well, while we're on the topic, let's go ahead and get into more uh, migrant stories, migration stories, because there are a lot of them. There's a lot of videos. Finally, it seems as though the mainstream media argument of opposing migrants as racist is, is finally really crumbling. And thanks in no small part to the busing program busing people to places like uh, Chicago and New York. This has been incredibly effective. I'll be the first to admit, I did not like the busing strategy at first. I, it still kind of rubs me the wrong way. I don't like that we're taking people who just crossed the border and sending them thousands of miles into the country to our major cities. But it is having an effect, and it's having a powerful effect. So let's go now to clip number 11. Here's a, a black man from Chicago letting his feelings be known to the city that is so blithely injecting tens of thousands of illegal immigrants into the most underrepresented neighborhoods in the city. Let's watch. From August of last year to December of this year, they will spend $252 million on the migrants. $252 million. 17,000 17, migrants come into this city. And just in Chicago, 
if we just break that in half and they become families, you got 8,500 families. Hispanics have 3.5 children. I'm submitting to you in one generation, just one generation, the black vote will be null. They will have an additional 24,000 people on the voting rolls, along with the Hispanic population already here. They're playing chess, and you all are playing chess. You are damning our youth, our next generation, to poverty by you all doing these political speeches. One generation, our youth, our vote will be null in all of these six sanctuary cities. And what are you going to do about that? And this is why we've said for ever that nationalism really is the answer to all these problems. Nationalism. If you're an American citizen, you're in the club. If you're not, you're not. And we have to reinforce that. I really hope that it's breaking through, not just the revelation that migrants are damaging and bad for the city. And like, I hope it's not some sort of ethnocentric thing that this black guy's like, just solely thinking about black people. It's bad for all Americans, and it sh should have been obvious from the very beginning. And I hope it gets through to like, okay, maybe the Trump supporters had a point. Maybe I should stop voting for the people that are doing this to me on purpose constantly. I really hope that these sorts of revelations that we're seeing more and more of become reflected in the electoral reality moving forward. Let's go now quickly to uh, clip number 13. Here's what's happening in Boston. It's been two weeks since the Melnea Cash Recreational Community Center in Roxbury was converted into an emergency shelter for migrant families. Hundreds of beds now cover the indoor track and soccer fields where neighborhood children like 12-year-old Jeremiah Rodriguez thought he had baseball practice this weekend. We usually practice. And what happened when you went here today? Uh, they were closed. Closed to the public as dozens of families are now living in the shelter who are at one point sleeping in Logan Airport as the state shelter system is stretched to the limit. Overall, it has been um, putting some pressure on the capacity of our system. It's okay to help, but I don't think that's the place to do it because kids and family go enjoy. As a community, voicing our opinion and our, our concerns for the youth center and the elderly programs going down there, and it just seemed like our voices weren't heard. In an effort to mobilize the community, activist Clifton Braithwaite held a neighborhood meeting at 1102 Blue Community Center in event space in Roxbury, where folks voiced their concerns. We wanted to give a, a clear message right. that you're taking away resources from not only from Boston, but Massachusetts for illegal immigrants who pay nothing to our taxes. The recreational center is a vital resource for youth and adult programs. You see that man who's wearing a, a, a American flag sweatshirt? I'm telling you folks, nationalism is the answer. They, that's why they want to treat it as evil. That's why they want to treat nationalism itself as something abhorrent. That's why they push globalism. This is the ultimate conflict. Do you care about the people in your nation or do you see those people as something to exploit and destroy in your pursuit of some other goal. We need to come together as Americans, as separate and distinct from everyone who's, you know, not American. All I do is research, research trends, and I see what is having the best effects, what is having the best reviews. So a couple years ago, I saw different formulas out there that are known to create compounds of the blood that flush out the body 
and that create what they call vasodilation, opening up the arteries, opening up the veins, which is so important, not just for young people, but especially older people. And so then I had Dr. Judy Mikovits, who's such a renowned scientist and a whistleblower. She said, I love your formula. It's one of the best out there. And so this product, Nitric Boost, became a bestseller. Well, we decided to soup it up and make it even stronger. So it's the original formula, just a little bit stronger. Now Nitric Boost is available at InfoWarsStore.com. Because the problem was the supplier we had couldn't supply enough. We were selling out very, very quickly. But now we've got a big supply of Nitric Boost in stock, ready to ship at InfoWarsStore.com. And when I talk about vasodilation and the nitric oxide is a potent vasodilator meaning it can help relax and widen blood vessels this can lead to increased blood flow and improved circulation which is critical to various body functions so ladies and gentlemen it funds the info war it's an amazing product so we have the new and improved super powerful nitric boost back in stock ready to ship for 40 percent off at infowarstore.com this is a true win-win this has the very same effect as some of the male enhancement things out there, but totally naturally. This does it in a natural way, and not that I need those products, but I've tried them. I've been to the doctor. They give you a prescription of it, and I've tried the top brands, the two top brands. And, and I'm not even trying to say that's what this is. That's off-label. That's not what this is even for. This is a supplement. But it is incredible what it does for your body. So get this amazing product now in stock, ready to ship, Nitric Boost today at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. You fund the InfoWar. It's so good for your body. Get it while you can. Well, well, nitric oxide is a key. It's made by our own bodies again. It's made by L-citrulline and, and L-arginine, the amino acids. So we're fed. You can, you can get it from beet powder and other things. The nitric oxide relaxes the endothelium, the vasculature. It relaxes the vein. It's a natural blood pressure. In fact, I use the two, your InfoWars. I keep that on my shelf. And I feed myself the Cardio Miracle, which is just for straight food. It's a different formulation than that one and the two together are a one-two punch so you get in your food the ability to make what you need and no more you've looked at our formula you, you like it i did and i do yes well, I, i'm not a scientist so, like you what is what do these compounds do creating nitrous oxide what does it do um it relaxes the vasculature so the clot will go through and not restrict it allows it to relax it lowers the blood pressure has the uh toxic um, synthetic lipid nanoparticles similar to the one in the COVID shot. We saw athletes dropping dead on the field, um, passing out, falling down, all the things. Yeah, why seeing. is it particularly the athletes? They're operating at such a high level in their mitochondria. This is an energy production, oxygen um, necessary disease because athletes are running, they're constricted, they're, they're working so that the blood flows and it doesn't flow, which is why your nitric oxide um, product of that new products i hope you'll show it because that's a very important thing to have for acute events be it dissolve under the tongue give you an instant relaxing of your endothelium your vasculature so get nitric boost today at infowarstore.com for 40 percent off get it while you can Blessed is the man that 
Welcome back, folks. We're to continue on the topic of migrants for the time being. We still have a lot of other stuff to cover today, and, and this will sort of lead into some of those other stories. First, from the New York Post, eagle-eyed residents reveal sophisticated migrant smuggling operation at the northern U.S. border. Yes, folks, it's getting so bad that people are uh, really just trying to skip the line by going north. Unsettling post footage and interviews with U.S. residents along the Canadian border offers a rare glimpse into the thriving migrant smuggling operation that is taking hold up north. In addition to the debacle down south, residents of bucolic Swanton, Vermont, a town of about 6,500 people located just across Lake Champlain from New York and about a 10-minute drive from the Canadian border, have been getting a troubling first-hand look at the U.S.'s nor- northern illegal migrant crisis for months. The town's plentiful woods make the leafy hamlet an ideal spot for hunters and also provide ample cov- uh, camouflage for smugglers. Wait a second. Wait, I think I'm coming up with a solution. Wait, I think I have an idea. You're telling me that these woods are... A wonderful playground for hunters, but they're also the point of an invasion. Hold on. I think I see a solution to our problems. It shouldn't have to get it shouldn't have to go this far, folks, but it is. Local Chris Feely, 52, recently said, I've got the Border Patrol guys on speed dial. So I guess they can come, uh, you know, pick them up and uh, give them their new prepaid credit cards or something. According to the Customs and Border Protection uh, numbers, the amount of amount of migrants illegally entering the United States at the northern border last year topped 12,200, a 240% spike from 2022. Of those, 70% of the illegal crossings took place along a 295-mile Swanton sector, which includes upstate New York, New Hampshire, and Vermont. Illegal crossings of the U.S. southern border dwarfed those figures, with 2.4 million migrants encountered recorded there. In 2023, capping off the year with a record-setting 276,000 encounters in December. Which I don't believe that numbers, as the numbers reported for 2024, as of about a week into February, was 988,000. So we're really averaging a little under a million a month for crossing at the southern border, with as well thousands or tens of thousands now crossing at the northern border which is interesting. But things are, things are just getting absolutely insane. Both these videos came out over the weekend. The first is that aside from being given the right to vote in certain places, as well as being allowed to join the police force and actually carry a weapon and arrest American citizens on American soil as an illegal migrant, a position offered them by various cities in the United States. So in addition to being police officers or voting in our elections, we now have foreigners. That's the correct way to think about this. Not Americans, foreign actors who are from and live and enjoy the protection of a foreign government. We now have a non-American citizen, a Chinese national in a city council in an American city. Let's go to clip number one. Her name is Kelly Wong. She's not an American citizen. Let's watch. 
咁就其實喺誒兩年前我嚟到三藩市嘅時候咧，咁我就認識咗好多原來三藩市有好多嘅誒權利嘅，好多權利係好多。The stupid Americans just let us come right in. Now I hold a position of power in an American city. I can make it easier for our fellow countrymen to come over, and likewise they'll be treated as if they're refugees and asylum seekers by these stupid, moronic Americans who were invading by the tune of tens of thousands per month. The relentless tide will never stop. We will soon overwhelm these stupid Americans who, instead of defending themselves against us, are opening the door and inviting us in. It's, it's like they don't even need a big wooden horse. They just are here. Yeah, Kelly Wong, I believe, is now a uh, city council person in San Francisco, if I'm not mistaken. Literally a Chinese citizen. Never renounced her citizenship to China, never gone through the process of becoming an American citizen, breaking barriers, non-citizen Kelly Wong made a city council person in, yeah, the first non-U.S. citizen appointed to San Francisco Election Commission, by the way. Oh, by the way, she's now been appointed to the Election Commission. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> what? Completely insane. It's completely insane. So we now have a Chinese national on the election commission in the city of San Francisco. A non-American citizen now has authority over American elections. Brought to you by the same political party that tells you if you support Donald Trump, you're a traitor to this great nation. These people despise America. They despise America. And it shouldn't be that hard to understand. But of course, it's not just America where this is happening. This is a phenomenon in white countries across the globe. In Britain, it's really mounted to absurd and, and again, frankly, horrifying degrees. We've already seen in America the way that People in Massachusetts and New York are being asked to open their homes to illegal migrants because the tens of thousands of migrants have overwhelmed the city's capability to house and feed them. And so people are being paid thousands of dollars to essentially have live-in help, endangered servitudes, illegal migrants. In Britain, they're taking it one step further. Let's go to clip number two. This British woman received a letter from the, here's how this works. She received a letter from the go government offering to buy her house in order to house migrants with the caveat that if she refuses to buy, then it may just be an aspect of uh, or a, a matter for imminent domain and they'll just seize her house from her whether she likes it or not. So we'd like to buy your house. And if you say no, then we'll just take it. Would you like to accept our offer? This is what's happening in the UK to house illegal migrants. British people are being forced to sell their homes. Let's watch. So this letter was from the council and yeah. you got this on the 12th of January. You moved in in November, didn't you? Yeah. And, and, and you got this letter. Just, just spell out what this letter says. That letter says that they, because the property is derelict, that they can compulsory purchase it. If there's any repairs to be done in it, they could take it off the price of the property. Yeah. And these properties are for 
migrants uh, it's what they want to leave NLCS for. Extraordinary, isn't it? And how did you feel when you got a letter? You've moved into your new wonderful home, you settle down, law-abiding citizens, yeah. and you get a compulsory purchase order from the council accusing you of occupying a derelict home. How did you feel when you got this? After paying 200 pounds for it, we didn't feel very well. No, it must have been one hell of a shock, mustn't yeah. it? It's, it's for the immigrant and not the indigenous population. Yeah. Well, veterans are sleeping rough. Yeah. 16,000 veterans. Are, weather. Absolutely. Um, they can't get put in hotels or on a baby stock home. There is a daylight um, charity, daylight centre charity in, in, in Wellingborough which looks after homeless people who are sleeping rough and they spend £630 per annum per head. Illegal migrants get paid £50,000, they get spent on them £50,000 per annum per head and here we have the evidence of it in this letter. They wanted your lovely new home. Yeah. Unbelievable. Compulsory purchase order. Now since then, the UK government has said, oh, no, that was a mistake. No, that was an accident. No, we, that, was a, that was a little mix-up. Yeah, we didn't mean to write an article and, or write a, a memo for you and go through the bureaucratic process of assigning your domicile as being derelict and writing up a compulsory purchase order. No, that was, an, that was all a big accident. That was all a big oopsies. Our mistake and of course, as Alex Jones points out on uh, Twitter, yeah, this has been happening actually for decades. This has been going on. We've actually covered story after story about this, and they're only saying it was a mistake now that they've been caught doing this. So, I mean, when the government is forcing out its own citizens, forcing them to sell their house claiming it's derelict, but then saying they want to buy it to house migrants. Like, that doesn't make any sense. If it's derelict, you can't house migrants there. Are we going to stand for this? I mean, how long are we going to take this? How long before nationalism reasserts itself and the government works for the people rather than exclusively against the people? Victor in Florida, thank you for holding. Go ahead. I have to say, it really pisses me off to hear when you say that only 2% of the people that listen to this broadcast buy products. Um, I'm a young man. I don't make that much money. I just bought a house. I just got married. But I buy the products as much as I can. I buy them almost every month. I've bought the iodine, the beets, the methylfolate. I've just tried it. It's absurd to me that you people are listening to this guy. I've listened to you for 10 years. He puts this show out here for free, and you're not supporting him. Our country is falling apart, but you've got millions of people listening to you not doing Excuse my friends. Well, look, look, there's a glut of media. There's so much media. I'm not blaming the 99%. It's 99%. They never buy anything. It's just these are really good products. And if we just had 1% more by the products, 
it would change the whole world. So these are really great products to begin with. We have the best turmeric out there, 95% humanoid, incredible anti-inflammation, so good for your whole body. We have all the other great products at InfoWarsTore.com. We have Next Level Foundational Energy with the methylfolate and the B-complex that supercharges cellular energy. So it's not a stimulant, but it feels like a stimulant. Let me ask you, what happened when you took Next Level Foundational Energy? <laughs> I've been taking it for, I don't know, a couple of weeks now. And in my younger days, I've experimented with stimulants and those things. It feels nothing like that. You feel like you're supposed to feel it. You're supposed to have energy, you know, and, and it, that's pretty much it. It doesn't feel like a stimulant. You just feel like you're supposed to. And what it does is it's the, it's the breakdown of folic acid that almost everybody, but particularly some people, Northern Europeans, have, have a low breakdown of. So you just give your cells the direct food that they operate off of and they clean out with. That's why Next Level Foundational Energy is so important. Thank you for the call, Victor, and thanks for the plug.